This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com, the home of the underdog. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this podcast. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of the Sneaky Plays Podcast. We're back after a uh, week off last week. Um, joined by the usual, Don Fierro. Don, how we doing? Pretty great. Miles Powell returning to Seton Hall. Ah, I saw that. Right, for another year. We got uh, Michigan State on schedule this year, so it should be a great great out-of-conference season for the Seton Hall Pirates, and I can't wait. Any games at the Garden? Uh, I I haven't seen, like, the official schedule hasn't come out yet, but uh, I know they're in the battle for Atlantis. They got Michigan State at Prudential Center for the Gavit games. Oh, I know they play Maryland at home this year also because it's a home and home to have. Yeah. So I'm excited. It's going to be they, a good. Did they beat Maryland last year? They did, right? They did. Yeah, they did. I thought they so. They did. But, yeah, Seton Hall always plays that. Uh, they always play an intriguing at a conference schedule. They played some of the. I mean, you know, I'm I'm unbiased too because I'm not a Seton Hall fan, but just saying, I mean, they did play. Some of the more entertaining games in the country, I thought last season. Oh, I mean, probably some of the top games of the yeah. year. The, the Kentucky oh. game, the the Marquette game, and, and the Big East tournament, which was you know absolutely insane. It took five hours to play because there were eighteen fights and ejections. Yeah, but I mean that was definitely pure entertainment. The, the Jersey boys always getting it done. <laughs> so it's a prideful uh, thing, man. I'm a Jersey. I really didn't realize that until uh, my uh, my roommates, one of their friends. And uh, that they went to Penn State with, he is also from Jersey, and he's a diehard Seton Hall fan. And he like turned a couple people that they were friends with there into Seton Hall fans too. And really just dawned on me like it's just such a, it's such a pride about North Jersey. Yeah, it's, being a Seton it's a, Hall fan. It's not. It's not a uh, choice. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> so. <laughs> Jesus. So we're not here anyways to talk about Seton Hall. I'm just excited. No. You know, Miles Powell's returning to a loaded team. Uh, but we're here to talk about the NBA. We got something special for you guys tonight. Um, but we'll get to that a little bit later. So, first, we're going to try to blend in a little recap of the conference finals and then our keys to the finals for this, you know, who's going to win, whatnot. We'll do our predictions. So, for me, I'll just start with my prediction right away Warriors and five. Warriors in five, yeah. I mean that that sounds about right. I know I was completely wrong with the Bucks. I thought it was <laughs> good, but clearly it didn't get it done. The Warriors, I was completely right about. I mean that was easy to see. But yeah, I think the Warriors. I don't think there's a way that the Raptors can really stop the Warriors. I think they get lucky and one, maybe come out of Game One with a win. I don't think there's any other way that they. I don't know if they survive like five or six games. So. But that's just me. I think the Warriors, you know, obviously they shot the hell out of the ball against the Trailblazers. You know, it's going to be impossible to cover uh, Curry if you have Kawhi on him. I mean, Kawhi's going to get tired the way Curry moves, and Curry's just going to be like, all right, I'm just going to find anywhere I can go, tire you out, you're not going to score, and that's going to be that. Um, And the Raptors, to me, have never been that impressive. You know, this playoffs, last two games they were impressive, I will say that. They pretty much they really did shut the Bucks down. They did, yeah. But I don't see a way you shut down Curry, Clay like like every team has struggled with, right? Yeah. One of, them, 
go off and you're not going to stop them. You know, it's like pick your poison. Who do you want to stop? You know, so to me, the keys to the game for the the finals for the Raptors are going to be stop Curry. I think if you can stop him or or kind of minimize his effect on the game, I think you can have a better chance of winning this series. Uh, Clay, you know, he is a lights out shooter, but he does, you know, he is a very streaky shooter at that too. Yeah. You know, when he's on, he's, I mean, on fire, can't miss, but when he's not making all the shots, he's, uh, you know, he gets, you know, 15 points a game, 20 points a game maybe, but that's not going to win it for the Warriors. Uh, and then if I'm the Warriors, it's go at the, the Raptors at all costs. Don't, you know, slow down because the Raptors have known to creep back into games with their defense. And, you know, let Kawhi score and just cover everybody else pretty much. That's all they have to do, and they win the series easily. Wow, so no chance for the Raptors, not even after what they did against the Bucks, really? Oh, no, see, I think I was high on the Bucks winning the NBA championship because of their length of the yeah. play and the guys they had. I mean, they, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the stat yet, but Brooke Lopez <laughs> this season had uh, more blocks than Kevin Garnett ever had and more three-pointers made than Kobe Bryant ever had in the season. Yes. Wow, I, no, I did not know that. More yeah. blocks than KG? The threes than Kobe doesn't. Totally shot me because Kobe wasn't a crazy high volume three point shooter, and that's literally all Brooke Lopez did this year was shoot threes. But more blocks than KG is pretty stunning. More blocks than KG ever had in a regular season or in a season. Uh, and like that's a big part of their game is Brooke Lopez, you know. Yeah. This is huge for them. And I thought that they matched up well against the Warriors and the guys, you know, type of play, type of play that the Warriors have. Uh, but I don't see the Raptors doing that because I'm still not high on Lowry. I don't, I just think he's a bum come to play. Also, I think he's a scam artist, just like another guy in uh, the North up there, but he's <laughs> North, but in Detroit with uh, Matt Stafford. But I just, oh, God. I just think I, I, I just don't see a way that the Raptors win this series. I know a lot of people are rooting for them. I honestly, I hate the Raptors. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm not rooting for them for obvious reasons of a quadruple doink that you could guess. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not not particularly rooting for either team, but I'm definitely not rooting for the Raptors after the way they, they eliminated my team. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I don't want to see the Raptors win. I think it's a real shame that the East was so weak this year that because LeBron left, obviously. Yeah. Well, uh, you, I think the other teams were – I mean, LeBron leaving definitely made it weaker, but I would argue that those other teams were better than the rest of the competition that LeBron beat in recent years. You don't think so? Like, I think the Sixers were better this year than they were last year. Well, I think the Raptors with Kawhi are better than any previous. Teams got better, yeah. Yeah. But the Celtics weren't better. They got worse. But I would argue that the other three teams got better. Yeah, but LeBron Cavs team is going. No, yeah, I agree. There was no, like, there was no giant beast out there. That's for sure. Yeah. So. I mean, if you had to pick a beast, it was probably the Raptors, you know, the way they played all year. Yeah. So, you know, but that kind of irks me that they finally get to one because LeBron's not in the Eastern Conference. No, I hear you. you know, I, I kind of just – it just ticks me off a little bit. It ticks me off too, but I sort of like – I mean, if I look at it, trying not to be biased about the Sixers, if there was any team that was going to make it, I guess they deserve it because they have been the ones kind of knocking at the door the most, even though this is a different team with – with Kawhi and Gasol and Siakam emerging, um, you know the only guy that's really been there through all the through all the you know the playoff failures is Lowry. 
Um, but the Bucks are kind of new on the scene. You know, Giannis is still, you know, 24, 25 years old. He'll have his day. Um, I mean, the Sixers are young, still with Simmons and Embiid. They got some work to do re-signing those guys, but they're still going to have their day. It seemed like everyone was picking them before the season, but, you know, obviously their season turned into a train wreck, and who the hell knows what's going to happen with them. Um, but for Toronto, I mean, knocking on the door for so long, having so many failures with DeRozan, um, making the ballsy trade for Leonard, even though it really – I mean, you can sit back. I've heard some people in recent days kind of try to – you know, blame other teams in the East. Well, why didn't the Sixers or why didn't the, the Celtics or any of these other teams go? Why? Like, you got to understand the situation the Raptors were in. I mean, they were a team that had, you know, consistently been coming up short in the playoffs year after year, getting blasted by LeBron. You know, DeRozan came up smaller than Mini-Me every single year. Um, and, you know, they were a team that was that, – that team was capped out. That team had reached its ceiling. I mean, they needed to make a move. And, you know, even if Kawhi Leonard leaves at the end of this year – I mean, I still think you have to view that trade now as a success. I mean, they've made it further than they've ever made it in the history of their franchise. And the guy they traded for is having one of the best postseason runs in recent memory. I mean, it's pretty unbelievable what he's doing. Um, and, you know, just to go back on that series, like, I mean, I like you. I thought that the uh, I thought the Bucks would still win. I thought it would go a little bit further. I, I think I said Bucks and six uh, before. Um, but after, you know, after those first two games, it looked like Toronto – had no chance. It looked like Milwaukee was just going to steamroll over them. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, I mean, but the thing that happened with Milwaukee that I kind of had been, you know, wary of the whole year and that they, you know, they sort of almost seem like to, to prove me otherwise. But, you know, when, when it gets into a half-court game, you know, all those shooters and, and the style of play that they play, it becomes harder. And Toronto, I mean, definitely isn't the prettiest team to watch. I know what you're saying with that. I mean, they've played some ugly games in these playoffs. There were some, some ugly games against the Sixers and, you know, the 80s and the 90s um, that were just flat out, you know, pace. That whole field was um, physical. Yeah. I mean, it was entertaining because, you know, the games were close. And obviously my team was in it, so I'm biased there. Uh, but I could totally see how, yeah, I mean, it wasn't – definitely wasn't the prettiest basketball. I thought of like a couple games here or there for each team. Um, but you didn't really get like, you know, a back and forth – slugfest with with each team draining shots down the stretch in any of those games um but i think you gotta i mean you gotta give the defenses credits for some of that um and especially toronto's defense in in this series you know i hadn't really thought about it but when you look at it like their their defensive personnel is is really as good as anyone in the league i mean you had two guys that have been former defensive player of the years and in leonard and uh gasol and then you know, the rest of these guys, Siakam had a great defensive season. Danny Green's been a really good defender in the past. Lowry's been a good defender in the past. Um, you know, Abaka, I think, has made some made some all-defense teams back in OKC when he was an elite shot blocker. So they really do have, I mean, a bunch of veteran, you know, smart seasoned guys that just know how to defend and know how to make it a half-court game. And I didn't think that they could do it against the Bucks after the first two games. And even after game three, I mean, they hung on by the skin of their teeth in that game and double overtime. I mean, one bounce of the ball here or there in that game, they're down 3-0 and the series is over. But, you know, once that game ended, I mean, the series completely shifted. Um, and that whole that whole game five in Milwaukee when it was 2-2, it kind of just had the feel like Toronto was going to win the game. I don't know why. It just seemed like the, the game was being played at a slow pace. It seemed like it was going to favor them. It was a half-court game and they had the best half-court player in the series and they had the best half-court player in the whole conference. Um I mean, he almost single-handedly beat the Sixers and the Bucks. Do I think that 
the Sixers and the Bucks probably had overall more talented and deeper rosters. Yeah, but I mean, the best player clearly won out in both of those series. I mean, Kawhi was downright special. Yeah, well, here's my thing. I agree with you about the you know, half court and whatnot. Yeah. So I look back to the Sixers series, you know, to kind of go off of what the Warriors are going to do. Yeah. The Sixers are a team that can play in a half court and get space, right? Right. Plays. The Bucks were a straight, you know, running gun. Type yeah, they were, tra- they were, you know, they like to play in transition. They have length. They all about transition and getting baskets off of rebounds and whatnot. The Warriors are, can play either, you know? Yeah, no, they, they can. The Warriors can play in a half court. You know, and the Warriors are much better than the Sixers, and they struggled, really struggled with the Sixers. You know, like like I said before, disgusting series. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, yeah. no, I hear you. If I I think they're screwed either way. I mean, they're going to need to score in the hundreds to beat the Warriors more than once. Agreed, agreed. And it's not you know, and they're going to have to hold the Warriors to you know, if the Warriors are scoring one ten plus, forget about it. You're not going to beat the Warriors. Yeah, one eighteen to one thirteen. It's just not gonna happen. If you have any chance, it's got to be you know, one oh five or below. You know, ninety eight, one oh two, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Um. You know, one ten plus. Forget about it. I actually, I mean, I give them more of a chance than you do. I'm gonna still say Warriors and six. Um. I actually think this is finally the series that No Durant comes back and and hurts them a little bit, just because I think the Raptors will be able to make it more of a half court game. Like you said, I mean, there's no, you know. The Warriors can play in the half court. It's not a problem for them. Um, you know, the preferred style is to run, you know, push the pace with Draymond, have Steph and Clay, you know, flank out to the wings for those threes um, and just, you know, maximize space everywhere. Um, but, we, I mean, they're the Warriors. Obviously, they can play any style. So, they can play in half court. Um, but I do think this is, you know, with Durant out, the best half court isolation scorer is on the other team. Um, and I think that's going to make a difference. And I think the Raptors defense is really, I think it's for real. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to stop the Warriors. You're not even going to really, you know, contain them. You just have to basically hang on and pick your poison, pick who's going to beat you, you know, try to make the other guys beat you, try to sell out on Stephen Clay as, as much as you can, um, try to get Stephen foul trouble, do what, you know, what, what the Cavs tried to do for four years. Um, you know, it worked for one year. Um, so I think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a route. Um, I think the Raptors definitely, it helps they have home court. I think they're going to get one of the first two at home for sure. Um, and then it's all about, you know, getting one in Oracle, which I don't think will happen, but I, I still think they'll push it to six. Um, even without Durant, Durant comes back, you know, say if it's one, one and Durant comes back for game three, they might just win the, you know, the next three games. I could see that happening. Um, but judging by, I mean, I don't know if he's going to come back. It sounds like, I I have my opinion on that, and that's if the Warriors are down 2-1 or tied going, yeah. going into uh, game four or five, I think he comes back. If the Warriors are handily beating the Raptors up, I think he's done for the season. So so what if it's 1-1 going back to I, I think still I think he still doesn't play. Yeah. But – if that ends up being 2-1 Raptors going into game four, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, Durant comes back, yeah. goes off and whatnot. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. So if it's either – if it's 2-1 Toronto or if it's even 2-2 going back to Toronto for a game five, I think that's what you stand. Yeah, I agree. I think that's what but, you stand. I think but, they kind of – I mean, they can win without him, no doubt. I'm picking them to win without him. I think most of the world is, but – 
this is a series where the Raptors, they've been able to force everyone to play in a half-court game. And the Warriors' ultimate half-court weapon when everything breaks down isn't there. Yeah, and this this Warrior team is, you know, said you're not going to contain them. You know, no. it's going to be, you know, a slugfest. You're going to have to go all, all, you know, four rounds for lack of a better term, with, uh, you know, with them because you know. And look, we saw it in the Trailblazers series. You know how how many times did the Trailblazers get out to. You know, 15, oh yeah, they were up by point lead every game. It seemed like yeah, yeah, and then they every game lost. So, I I don't see a way this going with that. You know, the Raptors. I don't. Need, I think even 105 might be too little to beat the Warriors. I think it's going to have to be in the 115s, even 120 if they can. You know, and that's I know that's really tough. You know, in the NBA, especially against the best team. You know, dynasty pretty much that we that we're seeing. Yeah. I, I think the Raptors are almost incapable of scoring that much. Really, I think they have to win ugly. Even and that, though, I mean, it's probably not going to happen. I just don't think they didn't, how many they didn't have any of those. They had like one game against the Sixers where they scored, you know, one twenty. I think one game against the Bucks. Outside of that, every game was, you know, low hundreds or nineties. Yeah, it's it's that's and it's just going to happen. It's gotta because if they want any chance, and I think also just kind of quick note. I think Kawhi is gone unless they win an NBA championship. Yeah, I, well, even if they win though, like, don't you think he might go even then? Like, if they well, win, it's like, I think all right, you know, I won a championship here. What the hell else do I got to prove? I think he could, but I also think if he wins an NBA championship, think about it. He's a legend in Toronto. Yeah, he's a bigger he's a bigger legend than probably Drake. <laughs> no, yeah, no, he probably he's already approaching that. Yeah. I mean, he's literally already. The most legendary Raptor ever, I would argue, even more than Vince Carter. Good you know? I mean, no one else was ever to t- ever able to take them to the finals, and he did it. Could also possibly could possibly also be the you know one of the top players in all Toronto sports. Yeah, yeah, championship. No, for sure. So I, that's what to me, it, it's going to need that because if he wins that, he'll have that kind of he'll have the whole city to himself. Pretty much. yeah. Not but true. If he doesn't, I think he's going to LA. Uh, Clippers, to LA. Clippers are late <laughs> to be seen. But yeah, I think he'll go. You know, out there if they don't win. Somebody go to the Lakers to please LeBron, so he doesn't try to poach Jimmy Butler. Please, just saying that as a public service announcement. If there's any NBA players listening to this, go play with LeBron, because so he doesn't poach my team's best player. <laughs> well. So you have Warriors in six. I have Warriors in five. Yeah, uh, pretty sure you know we'll be right come next two weeks. So I think it's going to be a good series, though. In terms of you know, I think the games will be close. I don't think there'll be a lot of blowouts. I think game one will be close. I don't think another game will be close after that. I, I'm saying I'm in a six game series. I'm saying I think four of the games will be decided by single digits. Ah. <laughs> I I don't know about that. So you only like one? I I think the first game could be big for the Raptors. That's I the think the Raptors game. win game one. I'll go on record saying that. Yeah, that's the I only think they're going to win game one. Win. I think they could win that game because a the Warriors, you know, resting. I think the resting is a huge thing in all sports. True. I think there's a huge advantage to keep. There playing. is definitely. And then I also think. Uh, that 
if the Raptors, you know, with the home home court, it's huge there in Toronto. But I think that they can honestly play that first game with a lot of intensity, and it's going to tell kind of the rest of the series if they, you know, if they win that game. Because then the the Warriors going to come out game two, you know, scoring. <laughs> There's going to be it's going to be no hold. Yeah, the Raptors, but if they can keep it close that game one. We could be talking about you know a much different type of play series instead of you know the Warriors just going crazy on them. So, I agree. I'm still going to stick. I think four of the six games will be close games. That that uh, <laughs> I do not like that. We I'm will a, see. I'm a betting man, and I wouldn't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, just to kind of switch it up with what we've been talking about, you know, through these. The, what seems like to be three months long of NBA playoffs is uh, we're going to give you guys some DraftKings going back to why Sneaky Plays was invented, you know, back in the day for football. Uh, we're going to give you some captain's games uh, for game one. You know, if you're not familiar with captain style in DraftKings, uh, you would get one captain who is gets to have 1.5 times the fantasy points. So he's, you know, your guy who, depending on the sport, I mean, in football, we all know, uh, I used to love to pick the kickers. So. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, so Right around the corner, too. You'll be hearing kickers yeah, oh, in man, a few months. <laughs> this is what, so you get one captain who is worth 1.5 times points. And then you get to pick, I believe it's, what is that, one, two, three. Can't tell. Hold on. Five three, other five slots, yeah. Who are, who are priced at a regular price? The captain's always more expensive, so that's why you know coming into saving your money, you know, kind of plays into this. But we're going to give you guys each game. We're going to give you guys a new lineup, you know. So make sure to follow along, you know, the sneaky plays, and you know, we'll give you game one on this podcast, and you got to follow along on Twitter throughout the rest of the series. We should have so, done this all playoffs. I love this. Well, it gets to be a lot one. Yeah, sure. <laughs> conference finals, we could have done it. Yeah, well, we didn't think about yeah, I didn't well, think about it at all. Last we week. learned. It's our first time doing it. I'll cut yeah, us a break. So it's the final. <laughs> right. So, uh, for the captain spot, who do you have as the captain, Morris? For tomorrow night, kind of like little old Fred Van Vliet, man. Oh. Guy <laughs> has been coming alive. I, I knew you were going to You pick. knew I was going to pick I, him? <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> price saw... at a very good, at a very cheap price, a nice bargain, a one hundred, as compared to you know, obviously we're not going to go with Kawhi here, who's priced at seventeen seven hundred, um, Curry at seventeen one hundred, so on and so forth. But Van Vliet, man, guy had the birth of his second child in the middle of the uh, of the Buck series. All of a sudden, changed the whole dude's life. He was ice cold, couldn't hit the side of a barn, couldn't hit anything in the first couple rounds. That Sixers series, I swear to God, every time he shot, you know, it, all heads should have been ducking because that ball could have gone anywhere. Um, he didn't make anything in that series. And the first three games against the uh, against the Bucks, he was awful too. And then some, I mean, he had the kid. Game four, all of a sudden he sprung to life. Game five in that game in Milwaukee, I mean, he literally, I mean, Kawhi won the game for him, but Van Vliet, you know, had about as good of a supporting act as he could. They don't win that game without him. I think he hit seven threes in that game. Went like seven for nine total. Um, then it continued in game six in the closeout game. He was great again. So, I mean, he's on fire right now, especially at home, playing in front of that crowd. All the confidence in the world. 
Um, and I think this is a series where he can play too, you know? I mean, Golden State, as good as they are, they're not, you know, the biggest team. So, I mean, they're going to have a lot of small guys out there at times. You know, they're going to have that bench unit with, you know, Quinn Cook out there and McKinney and all these dudes that, you know, aren't that big and aren't very overwhelming in general. Um, I think that's a chance for Van Vliet to really shine. Um, and, you know, with the way he's been playing, he's been playing in their closing crunch time lineups too. So he's been getting 25 minutes plus a night uh, easy. So I like him in game one. Let's ride the hot hand. So I like that, you know, at 8,100, I think he's a great pick. You yeah. know, he's been on fire, like you said. Another guy I like also on the Raptors is Marcus Hall. Yeah. Just for a catch spot. And I kind of relate the center position to, like, a kicker in football, for example. You got to get a guy who's going to give you some sort of value other than scoring points, you know? Yeah, he's going to get like, boards. So, I mean, he's he's had, against the Bucks. he didn't have the greatest – rebounding you know series you know and points wise he had two big games game one and game two and kind of fell off after that but to me I think at nine thousand dollars you have to consider him you know as your captain because he's gonna you know each board I mean I I can't remember how it works with DraftKings and you know basketball but uh to me he's definitely worth it you know a look at the captain spot yeah, it's kind of weird. He didn't have a lot of rebounds in those last three games uh, in that series. I'm not really sure why that is. Um, could be, you know, he was out on the perimeter a lot, guarding Lopez on those threes, uh, leaving the boards to be cleaned up by by Leonard and Siakam and Ibaka and those guys. Um, but I think in this series, that even speaks more volume about, you know, his, his value as a rebounder because, you know, the Warriors don't really have – I mean, the Warriors don't have a center – yeah, roster like you know Lopez who's just going to stand out there and, and jack threes. I mean they got Looney and, and Bell and you know they'll go small with Draymond at the five, but even Draymond's not somebody that you're you know worried about out there shooting threes. Um, so I think Gasol is going to have a big rebounding edge in this series. Yeah, that's what to me I look at that too. Where you know there's no dominant post presence for uh, the Warriors now, unless so. Boogie comes back. But even if he comes back, he's like, yeah, I mean, I don't have- yeah, no, I agree. Eight minutes, eight minutes a night. Yeah. So, uh, to me, I think he's a good pick at the captain spot. Both are great picks, I think. And yeah, can't go wrong with either. I agree. So, um, so we'll put let's put for the sake of it, Marcus Hall as our one. All right. Can we can we live with that for now? We can live with that for now. We'll have okay. we'll have later discourse, but just just so we can get some different prices on. Yeah, that. I got you. So, for. The next spot, utility player, uh, back to regular price guys, who would be, you know, give me three guys you would think uh, deserve the utility spot in the sneaky plays lineup. Um, well, how much? What do we? How much money do we have to spend? So you get fifty thousand to spend. It's fifty thousand. All right, so it's the standard. Yeah. So with Marcus All at captain spot. So that's yeah, nice. So we got forty one thousand left for five yeah. spots, and you okay. have an average of eighty two hundred per player. All right, I got you. Um, all right. So staying away from the top guys for now, um, I think we got to put Clay Thompson in there. He's a he's even at a, de- a decent price. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think he's a lock. Um, I mean, who's going to guard him? I guess. Uh, guess Danny Green to start, but Danny Green's been like borderline unplayable in these games. Yeah. Ben Vliet's basically taking his spot, you know, yeah. time lineup. I mean, Green has, he's out there to hit a shot at least, and he can't even make an open three. Um, he looks slow on defense too. So I actually think, you know, 
it seems like a matchup, you know, made for Thompson because Lowry is, you know, Lowry, he's not going to handle Curry, but, you know, he's at least spunky. He can get in his face. He can, you know, kind of make things a little harder for him. Um, I don't, there's nobody on Toronto that really has this. I mean, who's Kawhi going to guard? Kawhi's probably going to, I mean, I guess Kawhi could guard Clay, but I don't know. I don't know if you want him running around all those screens like that. Yeah. So I don't know who guards Clay, honestly, but I think at that price, you got to put him in. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then another guy I think deserves to be in is who your captain was at Van Vliet for sure. Yeah. 5,400. I think that's steal. Steal at 54 for sure. Absolute steal. So, you know, this is, I feel like this is NBA lottery night all over. Yeah. <laughs> we got, we got Marcus Saul as a captain, Clay Thompson, and Van Vliet, Van Vliet in the lineup so far. If you had to go to another guy, let's say, Let's go like a power forward center type guy. Who would you pick? I don't. I I, re- I don't really love Siakam, even though he kind of fits the mold here. Someone that we pick, but I, he hasn't. I mean, his defense has been pretty good, but offensively, he's been pretty much a train wreck since like midway through that Sixers series. Yeah. Um, I I'm not I'm not huge on Siakam. Yeah, I'd probably go Iguodala. It's a guy that you know, Finals MVP. He's been here before, um, knows what to do. He's questionable, too, with the calf injury, but I think, you know, I think all signs point to him playing. Um, he's been a guy that's hit, you know, tons of big shots, tons of big threes over the years because nobody guards him. I mean, so he's going to get looks. Like, they're just going to sell out on – especially with Durant out, they're going to do everything to sell out on, on Steph and Clay. So, you know, Iggy, if he's healthy, he's going to play 30 minutes. He's going to get wide open threes, and he should be able to can, you know, three or four of them at least. Yeah, uh, I like it. Here's my guy, Kevon Looney. I do like Looney. I was gonna just thinking about him too. So he's although where I mean, where where do you get the production from him? I like Looney, but is he really? I mean, is he a great stats guy? So this is you know based off the Trailblazers series. This is what we got. Yeah. Game one, he had 18 fantasy points. Game two. 29.75 fantasy points. Game three, 14.75 fantasy points. Game four, 35. Yeah, 35, yeah 12 and 14 with a block, too. Yeah, he's yeah. a good defensive player, and he's a good rebounder. So, Well, yeah, what, you, what I look at, I mean, he had no more than 14 points that series, but right. rebounded the hell out of the ball. Yeah, and he had a bunch of, bunch of steals and blocks, too. He had at least one block in every game. He had one game with three steals. Um yeah, I like it. I mean, 4,800, you know, why not? He's going to get the bulk of the center minutes anyway, probably. Um, you know, and even though we, we just chose Iguodala, you know, who knows with him with the calf, he might not be totally 100%. So, you know, if they, they like going that that five-man uh, five lineup, I mean, he's he's pretty much the fifth guy in any of those lineups, even with Iguodala. Um, so he could be playing crunch time for them. Yeah, so if you put – Looney into the lineup. We have remaining twenty two four hundred, and if we put Iguodala in the lineup, we have twenty six hundred. So, based off of value, you think Looney deserves to be in there? Iguodala. Um, I would. I'd probably say Iggy still, just because I mean, the value. I mean. The price isn't too much different. You're definitely getting Looney more of a bargain, but with the guys we already got in there, I think we can we can afford Iguodala and then go to more you know slightly more expensive guys. 
Plus, I just think you can rely on Iggy a little bit more on the offensive end. Okay. So, we'll put Iguodala in there. Uh, so, now let's talk expenses. Let's talk somebody in that upper tier of salary. That's Leonard, Curry, uh, Draymond Green, and Siakam. And I guess you can put in Lowry also if you want at 7,800. So, out of those guys, who would you put in this lineup? Definitely not Lowry. Um, yeah, no way. No way. No. And from the sounds of it, definitely not Siakam the way. No, going. not Siakam either. I don't like him. Um, this is tough. So, it's really between you know, Kawhi, Steph, and Draymond. Yeah. Um, so, if we put Kawhi in there, because, I mean, I don't know. I think you got to have Kawhi in there with the way this dude's playing right now. Even if he, you know, has an offshooting, he's probably still going to go for 30 because I don't know where the hell else they're going to get their points from. Right, so I mean, you put if you put Kawhi in, you got just slightly under nine thousand left. You got eighty eight hundred. Uh, hmm. Well, this is where this gets tough. Because if you go Draymond, then there's not enough. Yeah. So you know what? Maybe, you... maybe, maybe we should take. We should take uh, Iggy out and put Looney in if there's more flexibility. There's, that gives you a lot more flexibility than I realized. So if we did that, so the lineup would be – so we put Draymond Green in the lineup. Yeah. So yeah. it would be Saul as the captain at 9,000. Yeah. Austin, Van Vliet, Looney, and Draymond. We'd have 11,800 left to spend, and we could get – And you could get Kawhi wants. just for that price. That's right. Yeah. So we can get that. We can get Curry, you know. Who do you like more, Curry or Kawhi? <laughs> Honestly, I like Kawhi in game one because Curry yeah, kind of scares earlier in the games. Exactly. I like so, Curry in the series probably more, but in game one at home, I like Kawhi. Yeah, without a doubt. So, well, we can settle on this lineup. Gasol, Thompson, Van Vliet, Looney, Draymond Green, and Kawhi. Looks good to me. I like exactly. it. Is that a winning lineup? I think that's a winning lineup right there. Are we back at it with the draft? I think we are in. We're locked in. That looks like money to me, man. All right. I I see green. Yeah, I hope I do tomorrow. (laughs) So, and I hope all our listeners do when they play this for sure. Oh, this will be good. Yeah, the uh, trying to see if there's anybody, any other possibilities. I guess. I mean, yeah, the I wouldn't go any lower than. Looney at 4,800. No, I wouldn't either. Danny Green, no. Um, Abaka, he had, he's had his moments, but he's too unreliable. I mean, you don't know what you're going to get from him shooting wide on a night-to-night basis. Plus, his minutes fluctuate, too. He could play 10 minutes, 12 minutes one night, and 30 the next. So. Yeah, there's really – I there's no one under. One possibility, long shot maybe, I'm not going to put him in, Norman Powell. Had some moments in the conference finals against the Bucks. Just stop. I will say he had double-digit scoring in three of those six games, including 19 and 18 in two separate games. Not vouching for him, just saying. He's been playing pretty well recently. They've been diving deep into their bench a little bit. And if Danny Green continues to struggle mightily from three-point range, you could see some more Norman Powell minutes. So that's like not, not putting him in for game one, but it's something to keep an eye on going forward. That's like me picking Doug Martin. For 14, 15, <laughs> Dude, he's been good, Norman Powell. Uh, I'm not a Norman Powell stand over here, but did have three double-digit scoring games in the conference finals. 
Oh, just uh, <laughs> you're out. No Norman Powell. Yeah, I'm out. You're out. All right, all right. We'll it's see. gonna be a hard no. Wait and see. Wait and see. We'll see if he cans a couple threes in game one. Might change your mind. If we were really desperate, I'd pick Sean Livingston. But I'm not. Ah, Livingston's toast, man. Ah. He's toast. But, I mean, he can still give you some productive minutes, but not not as a fantasy guy. No three-point shooting. Doesn't offer anything other than that stupid little 10-footer that he's been hitting for years. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. But can... Yeah, but it doesn't, you know, he's not a rebound guy. He's not even a big assist guy anymore. He's on his way out, Livingston. So, so we'll settle on the lineup then. Marcus Hall is our captain. Yep. Clay Thompson. Yep. Van Vliet. Definitely. Looney. Yes. Draymond Green. Yes. And Kawhi Leonard. I like it. it looks All like right. Money. Draymond's been playing his ass off here recently. Not really? a not, not a Draymond guy by any means, but since KD went out, that seems like the one guy that's been reinvented. Because he's you know running the offense, pushing the pace. He's been he's been all over the place. Yeah, because he uh, looked in the mirror and saw that his kid was over being touched. So. <laughs> he lost some weight too, which was good. Apparently, he lost like thirty pounds over the last couple months. Somehow, I don't know, but got his ass in shape. Yeah, and it's a real shame he ever got that reputation that you know he rightfully deserves the way he acts. But I've always <laughs> liked him when he was a younger player. So I did too. I did too. Then he turned into a Parker. jackass. Yeah, and then he just got way too much into the. Flop. I loved him at Michigan State. I remember I was like a big Draymond guy. That he was like an underdog. He played really hard, and then yeah, even when he first came in, he was the same way. And then somewhere along the line, he just became like one of the more hateable figures in the game. <laughs> Very. I hateful. can't wait for the first Draymond Drake spat in the first quarter too. You know it's gonna happen. It's oh. gonna be all game long. That's gonna be great. Oh, you. I mean, you already know it's gonna happen. Durant's gonna be chirping from the bench too because he's traveling. Boogie might get a get a word in there or two. Um, yeah, that's that's I can't I can and I can't wait for that because it's gonna make me mad, but it's also gonna be entertaining. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting, definitely. So uh, for our listeners, Gasol, Thompson, Van Vliet, Looney, Draymond Green, and Kawhi, Gasol in the captain spot. Lock it in. So before we bid adieu for the night and get ready on this finals eve any closing remarks uh i think i'm good i think that's it think think our lineup's set hoping for a uh for a good finals for an entertaining finals i still think the sixers should be playing but that's besides the point that's for another day (laughs) not particularly rooting for either team here because fuck the warriors and the raptors knocked my team out so i'm just hoping for some good basketball as do we all so, be sure to follow along uh, on the Sneaky Plays Twitter account as this lineup will be posted. I don't know how far along before, but it will be posted at some point. Please listen along for our insight. And once again, we did win a lot of people money over the football season. It's testing our waters now in basketball. So, listen along, follow along. Uh, make sure to check out jokermag.com. As always, great stuff going out. Uh, Tyler O'Shea, the founder, had a great interview, I heard, with uh, the star of, or I guess the, uh, what's his name? Jim Morris. So, oh, right. Yeah. The, uh, uh, the, uh, rookie, the guy in the rookie. The rookie. I, that's I didn't know the, I guess yeah. the inspiration for the Dennis, rookie. Dennis Quaid, yeah. 
Oh, he didn't interview Dennis Quaid. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> the guy, Dennis Quaid played the guy. Yeah. But be sure to listen along for that because that's sure to be a great interview. You know, all, as, as all of O'Shea's interviews are always great. That is awesome. How do you get hooked up with him? He's Tyler O'Shea. How does he do anything? That's an amazing hookup. That might be his best one yet. Well, he's got a lot of good stuff coming out on his uh, podcast he does. So be sure to check out that also. Uh, and enjoy your NBA Finals and Stanley Cup playoffs, as a matter of fact, if you were into hockey. So, Oh, yeah. Let's all root for another Boston championship. <laughs> so, well, thank you for listening to the Sneaky Place podcast presented by JokerMag.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please smash that subscribe button and follow us on Twitter at PlaySneaky.